Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Profit Minds Podcast. My name is Dr. Stephen Kirch, and I'm the professor of Protivity and creator of the Protivity Growth System, a unique blend of profit growth, productivity acceleration, and business process for scale. Every episode, I interview entrepreneurs and small business owners from around the world with a unique story to tell. You can find this show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Today, my guest is Carl Ponto, and we will be discussing how to use storytelling to increase revenue and profits. Welcome, Carl. Thanks for having me. Hey, I always like to start this. I, I, I love a story, and obviously you're a storyteller. So I'd yep. love to hear the story of, of how you got where you are. And why do you do sure. what you do? Yeah, it's a, it's, I'm happy to tell it. It's something I, one I tell a lot. Um, basically, I've been an artist my entire life. I grew up drawing, painting, sculpting, big Legos kid. And I got my passion for storytelling from my dad. He's a really good storyteller. And I knew I wanted to study animation when I saw the first Toy Story film. I was like, oh, that I got to do that. That's so cool. Uh, and then beginning of 2002, I started to feel like something wasn't quite right with me physically. I've been a competitive swimmer my whole life, so I knew what I was supposed to feel like. And it wasn't like, oh, my shoulder kind of hurts, like a general blah feeling. But by August, they still hadn't figured out what was wrong with me, and I had lost 55 pounds, I had sunken cheeks and eyes, I was really pale, started to get really, really bad headaches. And so my parents took me for an MRI up in Walnut Creek, and we were waiting around for another appointment when my pediatrician called and said he's going to drive up from Pleasanton to come talk with us. And we saw him walking up with this big envelope in his hands. He could tell he'd been crying. And he brought us into a little side meeting room. And I remember I was sitting knee to knee with him in this big U-shaped chair with really high armrests kind of leaning forward towards him when he pulled out the results of the MRI and showed me I had two brain tumors. And it felt like I got punched in the chest, I actually moved backwards in my chair. And for the next two weeks, everything sounded like the adults from Peanuts, kind of wah, 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 because... I've never had the flu, never broken any major bones, never been stung by a bee. I'm pretty sure I've never been bitten by a mosquito. So to get brain tumor diagnosis at 15 years old was a complete sucker punch out of nowhere. But I got so much help from friends and family and my high school adjusted my schedule and got me a tutor so I could still graduate on time. <clears throat> and people I barely knew were giving food and gifts and other support. So it really inspired me to want to give back and help as many people as I could because I'd probably be dead. If it wasn't for all the help that I got. And then in undergraduate schools, I was studying animation. There was a big student digital art and design competition I participated in with this big screening it at the end of like a thousand people in this big auditorium. I knew maybe 10 people in the room, but when everyone laughed at the joke of my animation, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cool. I can connect with people and have a bigger impact with animation and storytelling. So after grad school, I started my company and we tell exceptional stories for exceptional impact empowering tech, biotech, healthcare, and professional services companies to increase their revenue and profits by attracting more of their best clients using storytelling and animation. No matter whether business is B2C or B2B or even B2G, they're all really H2H, which is human to human, and humans tell stories. And so by helping those sort of companies, more people in the world to get their lives improved, our clients' business does better, we get a happy client, everyone wins. It's a way for me to have a bigger positive impact on the world around me, and that's why I do what I do. That's a really inspiring story, Carl. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you. Um, so, so what is it about your approach 
that makes you or what is it that you do that makes you unique? So uh, one of my strengths is definitely helping people take complex and abstract ideas and clarify them and tell them really in a real concise manner, um, which plays really well into animation strengths, which is taking abstract ideas and, and making visuals for them so that people can understand the concept because there's now a visual that can anchor in their minds. And so when it comes to um, people trying to tell their own stories, oftentimes people feel like um, they don't really have a story to tell. They don't feel like what they're, what they've been through is that, that interesting um, and often, and so I, I can help them uh, by working through their story in my, with my coaching, identify the two or three key moments in their life that is really powerful and uh, will, will be the ones that are worth f spending more time on. And then also it's helping them um, identify and be able, to, be able to explain uh, what they went through in a really clear, evocative way so people can feel like they're going through the experience with them. That's where I really, uh, really uh, where my strengths lie. And in fact, I worked with a woman uh, on Friday who had a great session where she was not sure her story would really help her connect with people because she's uh, not from the U.S. and she, she had a real a tumultuous uh, upbringing. And she she works with um, uh, she's an immigration attorney, and so. But we realized that her whole she's working with people that are dealing with a lot of uncertainty in their lives, and her whole life is all about overcoming uncertainty and and surviving through an uncertain uh, childhood. So she realized after the session we went through that, oh my gosh, she's perfect as an immigration attorney because her whole life, her whole experience has led her to be able to overcome and deal with uncertain time periods. And so her clients are all dealing with that sort of stuff. So she's the best fit for them because of that sort of story she's been through. And so she's able, we're able to turn this story that she thought would be an alienating thing if she shared it to now, oh my gosh, this is a source of confidence and um, a way for her to connect with her best clients because she's able to speak to things that they both have shared experience in. And that's what builds that trust that leads to the sale or the referral and, and helps the business grow. Yeah. That, that shared experience, that shared human experience is, is so vital to making that, as you said, H to H connection. Yeah. So that, yeah. And it's something that a lot, I mean, the, the fact is that most companies, especially uh, ones that are in kind of more commoditized markets, you know, like your insurance, legal, financial accounting, where the work they're doing is pretty much the same as what their com competitors do. They unfortunately focus way too much of their marketing messaging on what they do or like how many years of experience they have, when they went to school, how many awards they've won. And the, the brutal truth is that uh, nobody cares about what you do. They care about why you do it and how it impacts them. And so one of, a lot of stuff I work on with my clients is reframing their messaging from here's what I do, here's how awesome I am to why they do it, how they do it, and then the results their clients get from it. And then doing it that way and really having explaining the story from the client's perspective um, really helps them differentiate their business in ways that their clients actually care about. 
Yeah, so, so talk to me about that transformation. Obviously, for this this immigration attorney that you worked with, I mean, that was that was a, a, a self realization for her. I'm sure mm-hmm. that that her story would resonate and have because because she has lived the the same mm-hmm. uncertain sort of future that many of her clients feel. Um, what how, how is how is it that you tease that out of them I, I, that 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 seems that seems amazing to me yeah uh, so basically the process is the way i describe it um it's kind of like a like a mining where basically you start at the surface area like the surface of, a, of the planet that's basically like the today the who they are today and we basically excavate down to uh back through their life story uh, as we dig down, we uh, we go through and identify usually two or three key moments that are really pivotal to um, get them to where they are today. And then by the time we get all the way back to usually the time when they're about eight or ten years old, so we usually find the a key um, story moment that is really what imprinted their values and and really got them on the road they are on that their life has been uh, on since then. And once you kind of big dug all the way down and kind of identify the key moments, you usually see some themes emerge to um, throughout what they, from what they've said to me. And so I, it's a lot of me asking them questions and having them uh, just and really mirroring back what they've told me. And then uh, like in this last case, she basically said, Oh, I've, I've been through X, Y, and Z a lot. Like I've been through all this uncertainty. And I said, well, and then I hear something go, okay, that's, the connective theme that now ties it all together. And so it's basically a, matter, a process of giving them a sounding board to work through these stories and share what they've been through. And I am able to uh, pick up on what is really resonates to me for, as a third party perspective, because so often people think, Oh, my story, I haven't been through anything super traumatic or exciting because they've lived through it. So it seems kind of normal to them when in reality, it's often those more normal stories that are the most powerful ones to tell because people don't really feel like they're connected to celebrities or politicians because their lives are so different from the rest of us. So if you're when, and the whole point of the telling these stories is to build trust in the shared experience. So it's a matter of them just kind of sharing what they've been through and I can help them identify, okay, this is something I, like I'm seeing is a pivotal part in your life and has, could have some really resonate with your intended audience. Cause I, I'm, one of my other strengths is really being able to empathize and kind of put myself in other people's shoes. So I, I can kind of put my, I know who they're, once we talk about who their target audience is, who they're trying to reach, I can go, if I put, look at it from that person's perspective, that seems like that's the part of your story that they would really care about. And so I can uh, like mirror back what they've been saying and then see what parts really uh, resonate. And then that help, helps us identify the key story points to really polish up and then help them explain it in really evocative emotional terms that people feel like they're going through the experience uh, with the speaker as they're telling the story. And when you get that uh, really refined and polished up and you get this story that really immerses people. And at the end, they feel like they uh, know who they're talking to now. And it really inspires uh, the client to share more about themselves. And then when you show them you've seen and heard and understand them, and empathize with them. That's what builds the trust that leads to the sale or the referral or what have you. And, and um, 
I know that that um, many of the videos that you produce are um, animations. Is that the primary vehicle that you use, or are there other are there other vehicles as well? So the um, animation is a great tool for storytelling, but it, I mean, a lot of the coaching clients I work with don't ever get an animation, at least not right away, because they're not ready for it or they don't really need it but they all need to tell these sort of stories. So mm-hmm. the stories that I help people create through my coaching go, are ones they use on their website, social media, emails, when they're networking, all that sort of stuff. Um, and then depending on what their, their situation, there might be a story that's worth creating animation for. Um, usually it depends on the industry they're in and what they're uh, like, where they are in their businesses, uh, um, development and their growth, that sort of thing. But um, it's they don't all require need to have an animation to be able to get value from the coaching because it's animation is not or storytelling is not just like a marketing tool. It's something that kind of transcends marketing to really speak to the what the core of what makes us human. And so if everyone is trying to be a storyteller, whether they like it or not, because it, just communicating with people, we tell stories. Our brains are wired to tell and. and listen and organize information using stories. So it's not just another marketing tool. It's something that just makes you better at connecting with people in general. So it's, um, and oftentimes the reason why I started doing the coaching is because people would come to me for an animation and they show me the script they'd written and I go, no, this needs a lot of work. And so we'd uh, basically spend a bunch of time helping working on the story part. And so I realized that even though not everyone can afford an animation, um, they all need help with the storytelling. So I can just help them with the story separately and uh, help them bridge that gap to where they are to hopefully get to the point where they can afford an animation. I see. So, so the output really is um, for, for the client is really the story, right? And it's how they tell that story and it's where they tell that story. Um, And they tell that story everywhere. Because the real value behind the animation is not the actual animation itself. Right. Uh, it, it falls in line with something I tell people a lot when it comes to explaining the real value of what you're offering. It's not the thing itself. It's the results of the results of the thing you do. And so animation's real power comes in, in its ability to tell a good story. That's the first result. Second result is the story has the, the intended impact on the audience to get them to follow your call to action. Uh, which is the second result. It's, and so it's, if you just have an animation with no powerful story, you wasted your money on the animation. Cause it's basically just, it's fun graphics. It might be entertaining and look cool, but if the story's not there. It's not going to be successful. You're not going to get the results you want. Um, and so, uh, and that's one reason why I, I, it pains me when I see people that they, get an animation done for like 500 bucks or something super cheap. And they basically, cause the company just takes whatever script you send them and, and uses it. And then they wonder why the, and then the graphics are also cheap and low quality anyway. Um, but it is, and they wonder why that's not actually helping them get any new clients. And it's because it's not good enough to have just any piece of content out there. You need something that actually engages your audience and stands out and really um, is, high quality enough to make the right sort of first impression with your audience. And so it's, you need that story. You need that quality in the, in the storytelling and in the content creation to really get the results you want. Well, that makes a lot of sense. 
Now, is there is there a particular sort of methodology that you follow? I mean, I'm familiar with like the story brand, the Donald the the Donald yeah. Miller thing, or or um, there's the hero, the hero's journey. You know that kind of. I'm just curious. Um, sure. Yeah, it's a good question. There's, I mean, the story brand is great. There's a, it's a good framework. There are some holes in it, and so I've I've studied storytelling for a long time. And I've I've kind of taken the what I found are really the best parts of a lot of different kind of methodologies and built my own holistic framework that I cover in this little six week six week intensive uh, coaching program that I have. And and when you talked about the story of the um, hero's journey, there's really only seven story archetypes that exist. Period. All stories that have ever been told fit into one of these seven archetypes, and there's only really six that businesses would ever want to use because one of them is tragedy and you don't want to really, that's not going to sell much. If you're that, that, yeah, that, so, you need to make people feel good at um, the end. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, there's basically six story archetypes that businesses would ever want to use. And hero's journey is one. There's also like rags to riches or um, uh, like journey and re- uh, voyage and return. Um, and uh, so that there's, depending on the business you're in and the sort of, uh, product or service you're offering and that sort of thing. You can might want to use a different archetype rather than this hero's journey. Um, usually depend if you're in a service industry or, uh, or basically uh, anything where you're helping the uh, client solve a problem, um, then the hero's journey is good for that because uh, you make your client the hero and you're the guide. And if you're offering a, a like a certain product you're selling them or like a, a tool that becomes basically like the, um, the sword or like the, uh, like the item that the hero uses to slay the the monster sort of thing. Um, so that fits together well, but sometimes if you're, uh, if you're telling your brand story and say you're a, a plucky startup and you're trying to disrupt your industry, then a rags to riches story might be better because you're um, for your mission statement. Cause you're, uh, the underdog trying to take on the the big guys. Um, and then for your uh, marketing standpoint, you might do, um, say you've, uh, you used to like be in the sort of like business that your clients are in and now you're coming back as a consultant, then Voyage and Return might be good because, hey, I've been where you were and I left and I came back with all this like knowledge of how to do things better and let me impart my wisdom to you. Um, that's a different, like, story archetype that might fit well. So you don't want to try and force your business into just one story archetype because it's, it might not be as good of a fit as another one. That's one of the kind of the, the holes in the the story brand framework. Cause it basically thinks everyone should be in the hero's journey one. And it's not necessarily always the best fit, but there are some great things just like the, in general, the you're the guide, your clients, the hero in general, that mindset is super important because at most companies, they're marketing, Makes him sound like that guy at the bar has had two drinks too many. He's loudly boasting about his new car and how low his golf handicap is. And how he's going yacht shopping next week. And no one likes that guy because he's talking about himself all the time. If you look go to most companies' websites, it's we do this and this and I, our, this company. We and I are like it's all about them. And it 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 no one cares about them. They care about how you're going to help me. So if you, that's one thing I help people with that reframe is because look at your business like your best clients look at your business and how do they experience it? How do they feel before, during and after working with you and how can you show them 
um, or kind of increase the pre perceived value of the experience you provide so that they're uh, not only will they be more likely to work with you and be able to want, want to pay you more for the experience, uh, then actually have a better experience because we experience what we expect and we expect what we perceive, just the way our brains are wired. There's actually a study that proved this. It was, it was so funny. Is that a restaurant over the course of the day, the food didn't change at all in this restaurant, but they would swap out the weight of the silverware at different tables. And when people had heavier silverware, they thought the food tasted better because they expected a better meal because the presentation was nicer. So you obviously don't want to overpromise, underdeliver, and be careful about that. But the, the more you can increase the perceived value of what you offer, um, and then deliver on those expectations, the better off, the more people will enjoy your experience and they'll pay you more for the experience uh, rather than the product or service you're offering because um, experiences are transformational and people are expecting or basically paying you to transform their lives or coming to you with a problem they want you to solve their problem and so the more you can frame what you do is uh that sort of uh experience that sort of transformational experience the more you can differentiate yourself even if you're in an industry that's fairly commoditized or regulated where what you do is not that it's differentiated from everyone else in your industry but it's all about that uh, client experience you provide. In fact, I think since the pandemic kicked off, it's like 89% of companies compete on client experience as a main differentiator. I think there's a Forbes article about that. Um, so it's stop talking about what you do and talk about why you do it, how you do it, and the results of what you do, and you'll have much more effective marketing. Yeah, that's really true. I, you know, I, I find that, you know, we, we use in our business, we use a thing we call the conversion equation, where you have to interrupt the conversation that's going on in the head of your prospects. And you don't do that by talking about yourself. You do that yeah. by talking about what your client is going to experience. Uh, that's you know. And also showing you understand what they're going through. That empathy is absolutely essential. And because when it boils it down, when it, like when you boil it down to the, the very kind of essence of what anyone is selling, Anyone, like anything, doesn't matter what industry, B2B, B2C, whatever, every business is selling the same thing, which is hope, hope that tomorrow will be better than today. People have a problem, they're coming to you because they're going to give you money in exchange, you're going to make their lives better in some way. It's a, and so if you're not talking about that, about what they're going to experience tomorrow is going to be better than today because they gave you their money, your marketing is not as effective as it could be. And it requires to help really show you, understand them. It, it takes telling stories so they can trust you and are willing to share about them. And then you can sh show you've heard them and build that trust through empathy that leads to the sale. But you can't do that by talking about yourself all the time. Yeah. So, so what can people do to learn more about how storytelling can help their business? Um, I mean, if you want to learn how kind of where some like the gaps are in your current marketing messaging, I offer a, a complimentary like half hour consultation. Um, I can send you a link to basically put in the, in the show notes for this. Okay. Um, basically we'll look at your website and you'll get a, a score based on five criteria of where, of where most companies are missing, uh, their, in their marketing messaging and you'll see where, um, you have room for improvement. And 
Um, if you're also interested in uh, more kind of your own personal why story and helping get your company's uh, brand messaging sorted out, um, I offer a complimentary 55-minute uh, exceptional storyteller session. People will get that sort of aha moment like the um, the immigration attorney did where it's going to see really how what you do is not just a thing you fell into or like the job you kind of happened into after college, but really it's a, a extension of who you are as a person. And really there's this whole chain of events that got you where you are. And there's an overarching theme to your life that uh, really helps you differentiate yourself from your competition and really find that source of confidence for your life, which really is uh, the culmination of all your experiences so far. So if you're interested in that sort of uh, experience, then I'll put both the links. I'll share both the links to, for those in the in the notes. Great. Yeah, and uh, other than that, Carl, how is it that people should get in touch with you? Sure, um, if they want well, to learn more. Yeah, my website is uh, squashandstretch.net. If you want to find me on LinkedIn, it's LinkedIn.com/in/kpontau. Uh, you can DM me, DM me on there. I post at least once a day during the week, and um, I'd be happy to chat with you on that. And then, um, or you can email me at uh, karl at squashandstretch.net. Sounds good. And um, give you a shout out opportunity. Who do you know that would be, has an amazing, unique story to tell to be an ideal future guest on our show? Who would I know that would be a good, ideal future guest on the show? There is. Um, I want to give a shout out. There's a, a great um, business operations coach. Her name is Bell Walker. She takes companies from friction to function, and she's an ex uh, Google employee. But <laughs> basically, whenever with all the like pivots and changes have been happening lately, and um, companies oftentimes the leadership says, "All right, we're going to do we're going to change the direction the company is going in," and all the internal systems and stuff that for the operations haven't changed so that. Like basically the guy uh, at the front of the boat says, turn left and all the rowers keep rowing the same direction. And then there's all these issues with the uh, um, inefficiencies and miscommunications and stuff. So she helps people actually steer the boat the right direction and make sure the company is actually uh, operating effectively and not have a bunch of friction. In it. So if you know companies that are um, struggling to adapt their operations to the new direction of their business, uh, she would be a perfect coach and consultant to bring in on that. So if Great. you know people that are uh, experiencing that, you should talk to Bell Walker of Bellevue Consulting. Thanks, Carl. Any, any final thoughts, closing thoughts before we uh, end today? What's one thing that you'd like make sure people take away from this? I, uh, that's a great question. I encourage people to uh, practice empathy and just take this when you're Interacting with someone to stop and try and put yourself in their shoes. Uh, I think there's just a lack of empathy and lack of human connection in the world. Uh, and the fact the way I put it is, is, like if I could snap my fingers, cast a spell that would make everyone on earth as empathetic as humanly possible, but casting the spell would kill me, I'd still do it. Because I think a lot of the problems we're facing in the world would be solved if there are people have more empathy, like political divides and war and social uh, unrest, that sort of stuff. Uh, but since magic isn't real, I'll use stories instead. And so um, I encourage people to, when you're, uh, before you like send that 
a uh, kind of angry email or before you uh, interact with someone, uh, try and like empathize and think about it from the situation from their perspective. And, and that I think will help make people, their interactions more, uh, more effective and more uh, polite and more, uh, more human. And I think the more people do that, the better off our communities and the world will be. Thanks, Carl. And that concludes our show. Thanks to our guest, Carl Ponto. And thank you for listening or watching. I'm Dr. Stephen Kurtz, the professor of Protivity. Make sure you catch us again next time on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple or Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, and more.